Hey guys, I'm a little under the weather this week. <laughs> uh, I, I hung out with Brendan the other day and he had a bit of a cold. I think I caught it. Uh, I'll do my best to get through this intro. Uh, oh God, what's going on? My body's changing. I feel like I'm losing a little weight, but uh, I'm also losing my hair. Uh, oh God, I think Donald and Goofy are the most powerful warriors in anime history. And I'll destroy Avatar the Last Airbender if it's the last thing I do. What's going on with me? I would never say these things. Oh god, this has got to recap. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Back to the cast. Gotta recap. It is episode 43. Nick Montagani, I am here with Brendan Riley. Brendan, good evening. Hello. It's good to be here. Wonderful to see you again. And you. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like someone from the Adams family. I fucking this isn't a bonus episode, is it? No, no. That uh, the usual guy for those. He's uh, he actually called out sick today, so <laughs> we're we're off the hook as far as that's concerned. All right. Okay, Brandon. Let's think about this. I don't have anything interesting to talk to you about at the top of the episode. There's not fun goings on in the cartoon world. Um, I don't want to give you the opportunity to talk about Elden Ring. Well, did you hear that? Season three, part three of Attack on Titan was announced. I saw a, a headline about that, but the idea of a season three, part three kind of confused me. So it's the third season in the final season, you know, um, that's how that works that's, now. That's really stupid, but that is how it works now. Like <laughs> Breaking Bad, I feel like was like one of the first ones uh, to do Bra that, that I can remember. Breaking Bad is the one that I think of, too, because they split the yeah. final season in the middle. Um, and then Game of Thrones did the same thing. And it's like, this is just, yeah. these are just different seasons now. Yeah, it's fucking dumb. Not it's that I really stupid. follow Attack on Titan. I just, some of my friends have been complaining <laughs> about it. I saw it too. Um, I have no thoughts on that, but it was very confusing <laughs> to read the headline. So uh, I know, I know where you're coming from, Brendan. Okay, here we go. Ready? I'm ready. He here's a topic. Animation related. Okay. Um, give me your thoughts. Best Pixar movie and worst Pixar movie. Oh no! That you've seen because I have not seen all of them. You know what I haven't seen is I haven't seen Toy Story four. I haven't seen that either. Um, damn though, this is a, heavy, a hard topic. It's a toughie. Uh, I can go first. Yeah, you if go you first. Want me to. Let me. Okay, let here me we think go. it over. For a long time. And you know this because you've given me shit about this before. For a long time, I would have considered my favorite or the best Pixar movie to be Wall-E, which I stand by. I still think that is at least top three, if not still my number one. Uh -huh. um, the opening sequence of Wall-E, like Wall-E alone in the city, like building the tower and like 
learning what love is through like old videotapes and like yep. all that shit. It's 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 legitimately like one of the my favorite sequences in like cinema history. Right. Yeah. Um, it's a good it's a good bit. Yeah. I like that part of the movie. It's very, very good. Um, I've kind of come around in recent years and I might instead rank Coco as my number one Pixar movie. Have you seen Coco? You're making a face. I didn't see Coco. That's the one okay. that's like the Spanish Day of the Dead kind of thing. Came mm-hmm. out around the same time as the Book of Life. That uh, I can't speak to the Book of Life, but uh, you're in the right ballpark theme wise. Yeah, I didn't see it, but I remember seeing it and being like, oh, they're doing the Book of Life again. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. Um <laughs> Coco, the music is very, very good. A lot of Pixar movies don't focus on music in the way that mm. like Disney Animation Studios uh, does focus on those. Um, but it has like really, really good original songs. Um, the story is great. The animation is great because it's very vibrant and colorful because it is like a Day of the Dead kind of thing. Um, but the story is like really, really good and ends with like. You know how Pixar will hit you with those emotional gut punches. Oh, yeah. Yep. This might be the strongest of all of them. Oh, shit. Even after Up? Uh, even after Up, yeah. First, I might even consider this. Of up. <laughs> yeah. At least Up hits you right at the start. This one <laughs> yeah. hits you right at the end. And Gives it's you time like to recover. Very, very, very impactful. Um, it's a great film. Um, highly recommended the worst one i don't know i i have seen the good dinosaur and like i just there's nothing in that movie the only thing i can take from that movie that is good is like the vistas that they sometimes Mm -hmm. show like the panoramic shots of like the mountainsides it seems like they were like doing that on purpose because they were like look like this is all we have is like look at how much better our technology has gotten yeah Um, but the movie is not good and i don't like the designs of any characters that's fair i actually didn't see that one but i heard Really bad things. Thinking over it, there's a lot of Pixar movies that I haven't seen uh, now. Like, as it's gone on, I kind of fell off after Up, I would say. I don't think I've seen many things after that. That was a while ago, Brendan. I know. Uh, Up, or did Toy Story 3 come out after Up? One of those two was the last one that I saw. Or so it's close. Maybe Inside was the last one I saw. Those were definitely both. That was definitely after That's the newest one out of the ones I think I've seen, so... Uh, but God, I would say, even that was probably like that was 2011 ago, yeah. or something. Um, I would say my favorite one would have to be either uh, Monsters, Inc. I didn't Classic. see the second one. Not uh, good. But I liked Monsters, Inc. Or maybe Toy Story 1. Hmm. One of those two. But Toy Story 1 might be a thing because that was like the first one that I saw. So like maybe yeah. that's got like a special place just for nostalgia. And if I were to watch it now, I'd be like, it's all right. That's kind of where I'm coming from it. Like I I have rewatched that in recent years after having not watched it in many years. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like, I don't know, it's it's just kind of feels like Toy Story 2 did it so much better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Toy Story 2, I don't know, always had a, like a weird place for me because Toy Story 2 felt like it introduced too many new things all at once. Yep, I get it. With like the whole other like cowboy cast and Buzz's whole thing going on. I kind of liked the simplicity of the first one. And I liked the bit where Buzz is Mrs. Nesbitt. That still gets me. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, As far as like worst ones, I don't I they're all really good. So I would probably have to say Wally 
is my oh, least favorite son of one. A bitch. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't even. You don't even mean that. <laughs> I didn't see. I didn't see Finding Dory. I've never seen like a sequel apart from the Toy Story ones. Yeah. So those are the only ones. Toy Story three was fine. Uh, it came out after I graduated high school when I was going away to college, and that's what Andy was doing. So like, I felt a connection to it in a way. You could see yourself. In yeah, the like this is it's I grew up with this kid. <laughs> Every movie that came out, I was his age. So like what toy did you take to college, Brendan? Uh, I didn't, but I have a Woody around somewhere. I have a Woody, too. Just talking about these great yeah, movies. You fuck, I knew you were going to go. There. <laughs> <laughs> you nice. Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, also, though, if we're talking about like the shorts, I really think uh, Kit Bull is very good. I don't know if I remember that one. There's like a stray cat and then there's a pit bull tied up in like a lot that is clearly like a a dog fighting dog. And the cat's like scared of it, but the dog saves the cat from some ruffians. Interesting. These are all on Disney Plus. I need to just do like a marathon of like blasting through all of the shorts. Kit Bull is really good. And I really like the one with the little bird on the beach. I don't remember what that one's called. I've seen that one. Might be called Piper. Yeah. I like those. I just wanted to make a second joke after the Woody joke that I made. I said blasting through my shorts or blasting through the shorts. Um, So you can kind of put the pieces together. (laughs) Blasting through my shorts over these great movies that we're talking (laughs) about. To build your own joke here. (laughs) You got to see more of the recent Pixar movies, my man. I guess I do. Are they good? I just don't. I just don't Eh. care anymore. It's like 50-50. You really do need to do yourself a favor and watch Coco. That's like a All right, I'll check out Coco. Uh, There's also Soul. Soul was good. Was Moana a Disney or a Pixar movie? I think that's just Disney, Disney. right? Yeah. yeah. I get confused now that Disney does like 3D animation. Oh, yeah. It used to be just Pixar doing that. Uh, Then there's the one with the, the lizard boy. Yeah, lizard man. Yeah, uh, Luca. Luca I think it was Luca the Lizard Boy. Yeah, yeah, that's a Pixar one, right? I watched about half of Luca and kind of like forgot that I had been watching it and moved <laughs> on to something different. If that tells you anything, uh, but it seemed fine. Is the the D and D one with like the the trolls on a road trip in their van? Is that a Disney one or a Pixar one? That's a Pixar one. That's Onward. That one looks good. One. It was like okay for a while and then like in the second half started getting like pretty good i was like okay i'm into this and then the ending of it it was like another one of those pixar gut punches Uh, that was like it top tier like probably top five i i uh ugly cried oh no because they couldn't bring (laughs) their dad back oh brendan if only you knew what they did (laughs) i'll have to check that one out um I've been interested in that one. I just haven't got around to it. Uh, there's a lot of it seems like there's a lot of movies in the Pixar world that you need to make your way to. I've I've been pretty recent with them. I've been pretty caught up with them. But yeah, there's maybe like three or four of them that I need to finally get around to. I'm it's like the Pixar movies are like one of those pantheons that I'm like willing to catch myself up on. I'm like, yeah, this is something I know I need to do and I will do at some point. Whereas something like the Marvel movies, I'm like, you know what? They've passed me by. Yeah. I just don't like sit down to watch movies all that often anymore. I don't, I don't either too much of a commitment for me. It usually takes me like multiple nights to do. So like, I really got to be 
invested in something like that. And I'm yeah. too busy. Yeah. You know, too busy sitting down to watch the show that we do on this podcast, you know? <laughs> yep. Should we get to that? Brendan, I think we should. All right. Watch it. Episode 43 of Samurai Jack titled The Aku Infection. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> You've been giving me a lot of, yeah, that's fair. In yeah. like the last no, these they're they're like getting better. Fifteen episodes that we've them. made. <laughs> the names are less bullshit than they usually are. And not always. Sometimes they'll surprise us with <laughs> yeah, a little curveball. But this week is kind of straight down the middle. Uh, the Aku infection, fitting kind of. I don't know. We will talk about it. An mm-hmm. interesting episode to be sure. I I I'm very excited about this one. All right, let's do it. Uh, June 28, 2003. <clears throat> Samurai Jack screams. And he tears his way through some Aku destroyer beetle drones. We've smash cut into the middle of an epic battle between Jack and Aku and his robotic minions on a snowy mountainside. Uh, and immediately Jack is off model. He looks really weird in this shot. I know exactly. It's like the camera's pulled way far out from him. It kind of gave me a similar vibe. Like, have you ever seen how uh, in Super Mario 64, if the camera gets too far away from Mario, he gets like very low poly and like diagonal? Yeah. Um, It's very messy. I kind of had like a similar vibe from this where I'm like, this doesn't look like the Jack that I know. Something's off. This whole intro sequence all of the characters look off like Jack is there. Aku is there and they both look different in a way. Yeah. Like Jack's thick ass neck that we mentioned in uh, Jack versus the Shinobi is there, but like his head is too small. He looks yeah. taller than he should. Yeah. Something's weird about I, it. Things are a little off. Mm-hmm. Things are going to be very off physically for the characters <laughs> in this episode. We'll talk about it. Um, yeah, Jack and Aku and the Aku destroyer or destroyer beetle drones are in some kind of battle here, and uh, we see Aku, and he looks a little droopy, like something is not right. Yeah, and he's only got like two fingers, like a claw. <laughs> yeah, just holding he's, it up in the air, like he's ready to grab something, but he doesn't have the motivation to do it. He's very weak. Yeah, not feeling kind of up to anything here, and uh, he's coughing too. And uh, he very feebly commands his drones to destroy Samurai Jack. It's actually a very funny line read. He's like, destroy him. (laughs) Barely choke out the command. Uh, The Aku Destroyer Beetle Drones, they sprout wings. So, Brendan, uh, we have our Star Wars Episode 9, They Fly Now? uh, (laughs) They fly now. Uh, But these ones have wings. Yep. And they swarm Jack. He fights them off and he slides down a snowy slope on like a beetle carcass. It's kind of funny. He's doing like some sick 1080 snowboarding moves. Yeah, like uh, Breath of the Wild. Uh, yeah, pretty much the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, Aku rewards him with a golden poo for oh, his efforts. Hell yeah. Seems worth it to me, right? <laughs> yeah. Not the worst thing ever. You want to talk about Elden Ring? <laughs> no no you don't uh here comes jack he's sliding down on this thing 
Uh, Aku coughs some more. He's in really rough shape. Um, and I'm immediately confused because the we know that the only thing that can actually hurt Aku is Jack's sword. So how is it possible that Aku could, like, catch a bad cold? I don't know. There's a lot of things in this uh, episode that go against what's been established that kind of yeah. irk me. Yep. This That's is just, exactly this is just how the first I feel. one. <laughs> right in the opening minutes. This is like, yeah, maybe 90 seconds into the episode. I'm already going, hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Aku is <laughs> sick. I don't know. Uh, Jack is, uh, he's shredding some gnarly powder down the side of this mountain. Um, he slides his way towards Aku, who has another coughing fit. And he spits out a small piece of black phlegm starts flying out of his mouth, like a little, like a little piece of like that kind of black essence that we've seen time and time again. Mm-hmm. And Jack continues to approach as the Aku phlegm uh, floats on the wind towards him. And uh, as Jack will do, he lets out a mighty battle cry, which is very poor timing for him. Um, that black phlegm flies directly into his throat and he immediately starts coughing. Um, All right. This is mate. I, I don't know. This is the time. This is the time for this thing that I have to mention here. And hopefully it will be the only time we do it on this episode. Maybe this entire podcast. I don't know it, but this is, if there was ever a time, this would be it. Brendan, there's, there's a thing that's been going on in this world of ours for the last two years or so. Yeah. That we try not to talk about too much on this <laughs> podcast. Cause it's, you know, it's kind of a bummer. That's not really what we're here to do. Mm-hmm. It's actually this, this, this thing that's been going on in the world. The last two years is probably like responsible for you and me, like wanting to do something with our lives and actually starting a podcast. So like, I mean, Hey, we wouldn't be here without it. So, you know, big ups to the big C. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I'm. It's at this point that I'm having like PTSD to like the last two years that we've kind of gone through with all of this madness in the world, and the feeling kind of goes away later once the episodes sort of take shape as to like what they were actually trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but we talked recently uh, on, on one of our episodes about like how. Sometimes we worry that we're being like too topical um, in a show that's supposed to be like evergreen. Um, But then you had mentioned uh, very wisely that like this is a fun kind of like window into our minds at the time that we're doing this. It's kind of like a snapshot of how we might feel at this exact time. Mm hmm. Brendan, I'm I'm uncomfortable right off the bat with what we're seeing in this episode. I'm trying to escape reality by watching Samurai Jack, and it's giving me something that's pulling me right back into the hellscape. Uh, yeah, I can I can see that. I did not even uh, think about that, to be honest with you. That's fair, and it's really it's not it's not like they're. I mean, obviously they're not referencing. A disease that didn't exist for 20 more years. And Jack's like, thank God I got four vaccinations. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of good those did them. <laughs> um, I just, I don't know. I, I I don't really have anything clever to say about this, but like, I, 
I would not feel right discussing this episode if I didn't mention that like this happened in the episode. It reminded me of this thing that's been going on and it did make me feel very uncomfortable at this time. This kind of reframes the entire episode (laughs) instead of what was it? Uh, What the fuck is the name of the episode? I already forgot. The Aku Infection. The Aku Infection. Well, yeah, perfect. There you go. The Aku 19. (laughs) Um... Yeah, no, I can I can see it now that you've pointed it out. It's very clear. <laughs> and the side effects of what Jack goes through are virtually the exact same thing as like what people have gone through. You know, Yeah, I know when I had COVID, I, I got really angry and started lashing out at people. <laughs> you brutally murdered a robot in the streets. <laughs> I remember that. I was actually I got a lot really to say about that about scene. You. We got to. OK, we'll get to it when we get there. <laughs> All right. Uh, like I said, that that will probably be the only time I ever bring that up on this podcast. Um, <laughs> although maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. It just had to be done. I don't think it's Moving, really even the first time. Uh, you know, I don't think so. Or at least uh, we've but, alluded to it. Maybe the first time. So on the nose. Yeah. Uh, let's move past it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack reaches Aku's position um, and yeah, he's Aku is just not doing good. He's got like a big snot drip hanging from his nose. Very classic cartoony sickness. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> in a very congested voice, he tells Jack, uh, he says, I will not fight you today. He forms little wings and flies away as he's flying away. He also says, like, oh, I don't feel so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poor Aku. Yeah, poor Aku. I I don't know, Brendan. I just don't. I don't know. This is a very small part of the episode, but it leads us to like what the plot of the episode mm-hmm. is. I just really don't buy that Aku would get sick from something. It doesn't sit well with me. Well, maybe he didn't. Maybe it's a it's a front. Maybe he knows what mm-hmm. he did just now, and he thought it would be easier if Jack just thought he was sick and coughing up. <laughs> if Aku knew that, like like spitting a little piece of himself into Jack's throat was like going to be enough to almost kind of turn the tides of their battle. He would have done this so, so much longer. Like he would have done this in the first season. Well, maybe, or, or maybe he just had the idea. Maybe he wasn't thinking he needed to do anything like that. I don't know. Yeah, I was trying to Aku's, give the man some credit. I don't give that man any credit. <laughs> um, his like sad excuse for a message delivery system in last week's episode with like the <laughs> CRT TV thing. That yeah. was just yeah brutal. Aku is like really not doing well these days. The last couple episodes have really proven that like he's just at an all time low. Uh, hopefully he turns it around. You know, the guy's yeah. been through some tough shit. Yeah. At this point in the episode, I actually kind of uh, thought that it was going to go into some sort of like fever dream that Aku was going to have for the rest of the episode. Uh, And I thought maybe we were already there and that's why everything looked so funny. Mm. I just kind of had it in my head like, well, maybe this is going to be like a non canon kind of thing where we're just like going through some wild dream that Aku has. That's not what happens, but that would be really fun, though. Yeah. At this point in the episode, that's where I thought we were headed. Maybe a future episode will kind of revisit that topic. Aku like drops acid and <laughs> and uh, like we go on his bad trip with him. That Aku's vision quest. Uh, Jack sheathes his sword, walks away from this non-battle. 
Uh, and it cuts to him descending down the mountain through bitter cold. And there's multiple shots of him like coughing and shivering against these harsh, brutal winds. Um, and he sits down on the mountain and he is now even starting to be like in pretty bad shape himself. Uh, and he's having visions. He actually has a vision of his parents before him. Uh, and he calls out to them, but then his eyes roll into the back of his head and he starts to lose consciousness. Mm -hmm. um, and the screen whites out and his parents fade away and they're replaced by these two mountaineers who arrive on the scene and uh, bring Jack to safety back in their tent further down the mountain. Um, I like these mountaineer characters yeah. a lot. They're very good. Yeah, their voice actors are very good. They're like one of them is Phil Lamar, right? Oh, gotta be. I think so. And then one of them sounds a lot like Zoidberg from Futurama. Yeah. Yep. They're That's both exactly. doing like Yiddish accents. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. They're very good and like giving each other a very hard time about a lot of things. Um, but also they give Jack a hard time for going out into a blizzard wearing just a robe and sandals, yeah, which is something dumbass. that I wish fucking people would do a lot more on this <laughs> show, but they don't. They're like, oh, it's Jack. He's fine. No, Jack, put a jacket on. Yeah, put on some fucking boots, man. Your toes are cold. This is absurd. Yeah, no one could survive this. No wonder you almost died. I'm surprised um, he still has his toes. You'd think they, yeah, they would have all been gone, but he also still has a face after like having it dragged across like multiple hard rock surfaces. That's very true. Yeah. The man's invincible as we've seen. Cause he's a robot. I think we talked about that before. Uh, nothing has happened so far to suggest otherwise. Mm -hmm. So I'm still sticking with that theory. Um, and that may prove to be true by the end of it. I don't know, Brendan, you've never seen season five. Nope. You're going to be in for a treat, my man. <laughs> when the big robot reveal happens. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking sweet, though. Jack I would love sent, that. Jack gets sent way, way, way back in time, and he floats in an endless void for a long time and gets so angry that he couldn't beat Aku. He becomes Aku. Oh, my God. Yeah. They're one and the same. Yeah, there you go. And then Odin and Ra and Rama have to hunt down Jack and... Yeah. Okay. This is good. This is really good fanfic. Save it. Save it. We'll talk about it off pod and we'll write it down. We'll, we'll do a dramatic reading of it. Yeah. Next week's episode. Uh, these mountaineers, they offer Jack some food. He's thankful. Um, they reveal to Jack that uh, they've been mining on this mountain for five years, they say. And uh, they've collected these three priceless gemstones. And one of the mountaineers uh, pulls out a sack that has like these three shimmering green gems and uh, the other mountaineer like scolds him for spilling the beans to Jack. Um, these gemstones like s seemed really important when they were showed off, but end up like not mattering. Yeah, kind they, don't, of. they don't factor in at all, really. <laughs> no, it's kind of like one of Jack's acts of like not himself is what we'll talk about in two seconds but like yeah it seemed like i was like oh these are going to be like very powerful artifacts that he needs to do something and that's not that it's just absolutely not the case nope um 
Jack assures them that he will not tell anyone about these gems, and he, like, raises up his hand to swear on it, and his palm and fingers are all blotchy with this black ink that's starting to spread. Mm-hmm. Like um, in that Treasure Island. Is that the movie where they get the black spot? Uh, I'm familiar with the Muppets Treasure Island. Does that have the black spot? I don't remember. (laughs) I'm more familiar with the Muppets Christmas Carol, because (laughs) after all, there's only one more sleep till Christmas is what I've heard. Oh, yeah. Uh, They uh, comment on this black mark on his hand and Jack starts like freaking out. He's trying to rub it off of his hand, but like it won't come off. And they're like, all right, chill out, Jack. Like, why don't you go to bed? So he does. Uh, It cuts to the next the next morning and uh, Jack is walking away from the tent And uh, there's a very funny animation of him waving to these miners as he, like, walks away. Like, they didn't know how to animate this exact scenario of Jack waving goodbye to someone as he was walking away from them. It's a very funny thing. He's, like, raising his hand up and down instead of waving it back and forth. It's very funny. Like, he's kind of telling them, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) They're like, back, back off. Like, go back. (laughs) Um, He ventures out into the cold and... uh, He's shivering and reaches like into the sleeve of his gi and he pulls out a sack and he's stunned to see that he has stolen these precious gemstones that the the miners had shown to him. He's very crafty, that guy, that Jack. He's a sneaky devil, you know, Mm -hmm. you can't ever take your eye off him or he'll scoop out your precious gems. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he like doesn't. He seems to, like, not know why he has these. Um, And this moment doesn't even really get a chance to breathe as uh, Jack hears someone crying out for help in the distance and uh, runs over to a cliff where a man is hanging, uh, just barely hanging on for his life. Um, It's this little, like, Ricola man hanging from a (laughs) rope. (laughs) Yep. Does that seem fair? Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> this this little, like the Swedish gentleman. Yeah. Dangling by a rope, tied off to his leader hosen, like begging for help from whoever can hear him. Um, and Jack does offer to help. And uh, this man starts rattling off a long story about how he got himself into this situation. Uh, the camera focuses on Jack grabbing the rope with a hand that has gone completely jet black and his fingers are starting to get like a little gnarled and pointy. Yeah, it's cool. A familiar aesthetic. Um, And yeah, this blackness is starting to creep like up his hand, up into his arm. Uh, As Jack is smiling down at this man talking to him, the black fingers start compulsively letting go of this rope. Uh, And Jack full on drops the man and is like shocked as he looks down at his own black hand that let go of the rope. And he can hear that man screaming as he's plummeting to his death. And uh, luckily he reaches his non-infected hand out just in time to uh, grab the rope and save the man. Brendan, did you notice that um, the black hand that Jack has now is not the same hand as it was when we saw earlier in the tent, when the miners were all concerned about it? Um, uh, in this scene, it is his right hand that's infected, but the uh, other one, it's his left hand that was infected. So this time I picked up on the animation. You did. I thought you meant like it was more gnarled and I was like, yeah, well, 
you said that already, but I see what you mean now. <laughs> I'm paying a little bit of attention. <laughs> I was playing a game. <laughs> uh, gotcha, motherfucker. <laughs> C- caught me not paying attention. <laughs> uh, Jack says to the man, like, oh, are you okay? And the man says up to him, he says, uh, I'm fine. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, and uh, basically his story time is over and he really just wants Jack to like pull him up to safety like as quickly as possible. Oh, yeah. He, he, he's being polite, but he's very urgent about this. It's very scared and like, oh, wait, this is a lot more perilous than I thought it was a second ago. <laughs> um. Yeah, he asks Jack to pull him up, and Jack reacts very strongly, and in a harsh voice, he asks the man, why should I? And asks, what's in it for him? Yeah. What a dick. Uh, he's being yeah, really rude and selfish in a way that he's not usually, um, and he snaps over, snaps out of like whatever force just took him over, and uh, he's like ashamed that he even said that to this man. And uh, the dangling man is like pleading with Jack for his life. But Jack reacts very kindly to that. He's like, no, I wouldn't let you fall. And now the man is just like completely confused. He has no idea what's going on. Rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah. Jack is having some kind of weird episode. <laughs> He's having mood swings. Um, he asks Jack like what he wants from him. And Jack is like, no, I don't want anything from you, but then he starts to have an internal monologue with some sort of bad actor that's inside of his body and uh, literally turns his head back and forth in a sort of like Gollum and Smeagol conversation that yep. he starts to have. Yeah. Where Jack wants to save this man, but the evil version of himself wants to like extort him, um, which is very funny. The evil version of Jack has like a very funny, like gruff accent and says <laughs> like in kind of like a weird, like New York accent. He's like, come on, give me some money. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> it's really good. I really like uh, mean Jack. Evil Jack. Yeah. When it's still Jack and not Aku, like yeah. this version of Jack is. Although fun, when know. it's Aku, it's also very fun. <laughs> it's also very fun in a different way. Uh the man hears Jack having this conversation and decides, you know what? I'm better off on my own. Says to Jack, like, I'm just going to hang here on this dangling icicle and, like, do my own thing. You go on ahead. Yeah, I'm good. I think he says, like, I'm just going to take in the view. Like, it's cool. Um, and Jack, like, makes sure. He's like, oh, is that really what you want? And the man's like, yep, yep, that's exactly what I want. And Jack, uh, satisfied, he gets up to walk away and he's like, all right, very well. Um, and we could see that black ink spreading up his neck. And then in that same gruff voice, he's like, oh, that seems pretty stupid to me. Yeah. Fucking tell him, Evil Jack. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> um, Jack continues to descend down the mountain. Um, he's like quickly deteriorating. That blackness is spreading up his neck and he's starting to like cough really bad and like scratching at himself all over. Um, the camera like cuts to his sword hand, which is like twitching compulsively and is like fully Aku ish. Mm-hmm. Now it's like very much just like Aku's hand. Um, perhaps a theme that we'll see yeah. later on. Something's going on. What could it be? 
Whatever could be happening to Jack certainly couldn't be an Aku infection. Oh, my we'll find God. Out. If only he wore a mask. Uh, it, uh, never mind. Um, <laughs> Jack walks down into a city uh, below the mountain. And uh, as he walks in, like a dog barks at him. There's children like cowering in fear before him. Just like his mere presence is enough to like unsettle people yeah. in the city. And there's these two robots that are having a conversation <laughs> that is comprised entirely of beeps and boops. Yep. I like that. It's like they're just swearing at each other a lot. They could be saying vile things and we would have no idea. Yeah. Um, it's unclear if Jack kind of speaks their robot language, but he walks by them and uh, he's like hunched over and his com- hair is like completely let down and like wild. He looks like a maniac. Mm-hmm. Um, he bumps into one of these robots and uh, it kind of like shrugs at its robot companion. Like, what the fuck was that guy all about? And like starts worrying <laughs> yeah. some more, more beeps and boops. Um, and Jack is not having that. No. Yeah. How dare this robot? Jack stops dead in his tracks and viciously demands an apology from this robot for bumping into him. Um, and he gives the robot like until the count of three to apologize, <laughs> yeah. which is really funny because like, as we just said, like, it's hard to know if the robot actually was apologizing to Jack in this moment moment. And would Jack have known? Yeah. Would Jack have known, and it doesn't seem like he probably even cares right now in this state of mind that he's in. No, he already made up his mind about what was going to happen. Yeah, this is, there's there's only one way this is going to end. Um, Jack counts to three, and he lunges at the robot, and in slow motion, the camera lingers on the robot as Jack's sword carves through its body from top to bottom, uh, as gears and gizmos fly out from its dissected robot corpse. Brendan, this is the most brutal thing that Samurai Jack has ever done. Yeah, uh, it's it, yeah, it's fucking visceral. It's it really lingers on it and it goes against the fucking rules of the sword. God damn it. What the hell? <sighs> But robots don't have souls. But it's a, it's an innocent, and Jack's hand is tainted by evil. It shouldn't be able to harm an innocent. Fuck Would you this. consider a rock to be innocent? Uh, yes. That's fair. All rocks are born innocent <laughs> because of uh, rock Jesus dying for their sins. Except for that one in, in uh, Lord of the Flies. That one can get fucked. Oh, yeah. That rock's a son of a bitch. Fucking, I'll kill you for what you did to Piggy. <laughs> Uh, this is really brutal what Jack has done. He's murdered this robot in cold blood in front of like a crowd of onlookers. He should be arrested and tried for his crimes. He should, yeah. And he might have been. He could have been sometime after this episode. We'll kind of see where he's at next week. I just mean if he didn't pull a legger and get the fuck out of there. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, he kind of, he's like, oh shit, what have I done? Uh, like a little splash of oil hits him on the face too, which is just like continuing on like the (laughs) gory trail that we're on here. Uh, And that like little splash pops him out of this fugue state. And yeah, just like you said, he runs through the city as like that robot topples over dead in the street. Shit, man. It's fucked up. 
the, the body's really, like all mangled and stuff. We hang on the body on the street for a while. Too, long even. time. Long time. They, they devote yeah. a lot of uh, screen time to this this brutal murder of this poor, innocent IG-88 unit. It's guts hanging out all over the street. <laughs> There's children around. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. Um, Jack runs as fast as he can. He slams into a wall in the city. He's like trying to catch his breath against this very heavy coughing. And uh, he is completely losing his grip now. Like whatever has got him has got him good. And uh, he looks down at his own reflection in a barrel of water. I feel so. I feel stronger. Ah, no, no, this cannot be happening. Oh, yes, it can. Half of Jack's face has become Aku-ized. Yeah. <laughs> it's got, like, the full-on Aku face, too. Like, it's got the lips and everything. The full suite, the full <laughs> Aku suite. <laughs> yeah. There's no yeah. Uh, confusion about what's going on at this point. No, now we're kind of getting yeah into the meat and potatoes of this episode. He's even got like the flaming eyebrow over like the big, big, wide open white eye. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 now half Jack, half Aku. And uh, he is like stunned in uh, in his own voice. He kind of like gasps and backs away. But then he has like an internal struggle with himself where he's trying to keep control of his own body against the Aku demon that has infected him. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, is having like a back and forth conversation where like it flips to his face and he's like, Oh, I, I got to get control and then flips to Aku's face. And he's like, yeah, you really got to get a grip. I love that exchange though. The way that Mako delivered the, you got to get a grip line was so good. It's really good to like have, Aku, it's like Aku's fucking with Jack, but it is just Jack. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really good and really well done by Mako. Um, a great Mako episode, I think oh, this yeah. whole episode is. Yeah. Um, and Jack, he's like tr- struggling, trying to get control of himself, and he declares out loud, he goes, oh, the monks, I have to find the monks. Which, which uh, first off, what monks? Second, why do you know about them? third where the hell are you <laughs> it's I, I my mind was racing with which of the previously established monks we were about to go revisit was it going to be his like shaolin monk kung fu friends or was it going to be the weird mountain climbing monks that we don't even know if they really existed and you might think it would be the mountain monks because he's on a mountain exactly. very similar to the that one but uh nope Having not remembered this episode at all, I really thought that's where we were going, and I was fucking stunned. I went, I cannot believe we are reintroducing those monk characters. Yeah, that would have been so good. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, like, little lizard turtle people are cool, too. <laughs> they, You know, they are pretty cool. We'll talk about them. <laughs> um, Jack runs off. Uh, he's got to go find whatever monks he's looking for. And, uh, there's like some person sitting in a tent on the outskirts of the city and he like tears through that tent and wraps himself up tight in like the canvas, just (laughs) trying to hide his shame. Yeah. But still in like a way that like 
you can tell that the the evil is taking him over because like Jack wouldn't have just oh, yeah. stolen somebody's tent like that. No, he would have at least asked before he did it. Yeah. Um, no, he tears it away, wraps himself up real tight. There's just a tiny little portion of Jack's face that is like poking out of this tent uh, as he runs out from the city and it cuts to commercial. Uh, as it cuts back, Jack is approaching this wooden doorway that's carved into the side of a mountain. Um, his big Aku hand knocks on the door and then like scratches at it with like sharp claws like he can't help himself. He's like, I got to be at least a little naughty in this situation. <laughs> Must destroy. He writes like uh, he does like a cool S on the door with his <laughs> sharp fingers. That would be sick. <laughs> Stands S for cool S for Samurai Jack. He puts a Kilroy, but it's got a little ponytail. Mm-hmm. That'd be sick. Um, a little slit opens up in the doorway. And yeah, just like you said, there's like a little lizard man that's dressed as a monk that answers the door and uh, invites Jack in. And it seems to me like they had like a Jack had agreed to go to this place previously sometime before he was infected with the Aku virus. Like a, maybe they were expecting him. In yeah, some maybe fashion. that's why he was in the mountain in the first place, like fighting all those drones. Maybe it's some sort of quest for them. I it's got to be something like that. Yeah, they make a point of multiple times being like, hey, like we were really expecting you to get here sooner. And like we thought something bad had happened to you because it took so long. Mm -hmm. um, so clearly there was some kind of appointment that he had with these lizard monks that he's shown up late for due to mm, current circumstances. Yeah. Reasons beyond his control. He uh, they, they walk inside into this cave in the mountain and they walk past all these pools of like flowing red water. And uh, there's lots of lizard monks hanging out in here doing fun lizard stuff. Like some of them are like laying on hot rocks as like the hot mm -hmm. water blows up, the, up at them, which is kind of fun. Uh, but of course, Brendan, even more fun than that is that some of these lizards are doing the same routine that we that Jack learned early on in his training, where they are scooping bowls of water and passing them upwards into higher pools, like up and yeah. up and up. That's what monks do. That is canonically on the show what monks do. So mm -hmm. like these lizards have even picked up on like, you know, <laughs> monk stuff. Yeah, he did refer to them as monks. They got to be monks. It would have been really funny if Jack, in his altered state, decided to do the monk dunk that we learned in last week's episode. Ooh, yeah. Missed if opportunity. Only, that would have been great. We can only imagine. But then he would have had to, like, slice the top of a head off of a lizard, and that's just <laughs> sad. Um, they enter into a large chamber, and there's a waterfall that's spilling over the sides of this spiraling black and white time portal that is something we've seen before very familiar looking yep a yeah a pattern that we know all too well uh and the master lizard is meditating in a pool of water before this portal and uh looks up at jack and again says uh, oh it took you like a really long time to get here we were worried that like something really bad had happened to you and like every time somebody says something like this to Jack like his Aku hand starts to cringe this master lizard uh, Brendan is voiced by Tom Kenny uh, pretty recognizable uh, of course yep that's the guy from the Jack in Space episode 
the Jack in Space episode, I think a couple other episodes of this show, um, he's doing like an Asian accent. I don't know. That's just one of these things they just wouldn't do anymore. But it was, <laughs> it was 2003, man. It's a different time. <laughs> As I think I said before on the show, it was 2003. We were all allowed to be a little bit racist back then. Yeah. Haven't you seen Avenue Q? I think you said that exact answer to me when I said that at the time. So I'm Brendan, sure that I did. Well played, my man. <laughs> um, the uh, lizard points up at that spiraling portal above and calls it the pool of convergence and gives some inscrutable explanation about how the lizards use this thing to their advantage. And Jack should be able to enter this portal to go back to the past. The explanation that they give about this thing just absolutely doesn't make any sense. And they spent a lot of time trying to like establish the rules of this portal. And I just, I just don't know. Yeah. But what does this show care about rules anymore? Now, we're throwing it all out the window this week, baby. Rules are for fools. Uh, Rules are for fools, and so is school. Mm Because school's not cool. No. Um, It drools, I would say. I was trying to work that one into it. Beat you. (laughs) Um, The uh, lizard notices Jack, like, kind of struggling and says to him, like, hey, you know, what is it that you're here to do? What are you seeking? And uh, Jack very tightly covers all of his face, except for this tiny little corner revealing one samurai Jack eye, which sheds a single tear. Oh, man, it's heartbreaking. It's actually like, yeah, really, really heartbreaking. This is the most you've ever felt for Jack because like he knows that he's completely compromised in this situation and is like never been more vulnerable. This Mm -hmm. is really tough to see. Um, and he cannot hold it in any longer. Um, and his tent robe tears away, revealing his body, which has now been completely taken over by the Aku form, except for that one eyeball on his face. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not it's not a good situation. And, and, and even like in Aku's voice, he laughs maniacally and says he's here to like thwart Jack's plans and destroy the portal and all of the lizards. Mm-hmm. Um, which also like raises questions for me. Like, is this truly Jack now? Or is like, uh, does Aku himself have like some kind of control of this situation? Like is Aku chilling in his house with like a bowl of Campbell's, like recovering from his sickness <laughs> and like kind of like commanding that little piece of him that flew into Jack's body. I don't, I don't you know, I don't know. That's kind of how I took it, where this any part of Aku is still Aku. Yeah. Yep. That's fair. It's kind of all the same thing. Once it starts to grow, yeah, it's like an Aku hive mind. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I saw it, yeah. Even if, like, they're not directly connected, where, like, the, the real Aku is still at home sick, laying around right. in his pajamas. <laughs> uh, this one is still that Aku, just Freaking. also Jack, you know? <laughs> You know what I mean? Drinking, drinking ginger ale. He's got a heated blanket. <laughs> yeah. He's watching like uh, The Price is Right because that's the only thing that's on daytime <laughs> TV. Yep. It's Maury. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's got to be really bored. He should just take a nap and save that strength. Um, Jack is Aku now. Brendan, I'm 
going to do something fun. I'm going to call him Jakku. Ooh. And if you're wondering, uh, yes, that is a also the name of a planet from a Star Wars movie. It is. It's also uh, the moniker that a kid I went to college with went by online. Well, he is going to love this episode. <laughs> I don't think he listens to this show. <laughs> thank you for joining us, Jakku. Let us talk about you now for the rest of this episode. So wonderful to see you again, my friend. Um, I hope you've been doing well. Uh, yeah, uh, he draws his sword and leaps towards that portal and is about to destroy it. But these lizard monks jump in and uh, kind of knock him around and surround him, which, of course, Jakku uh, laughs about. He thinks it's hilarious that they're mm-hmm. even like standing up to him. Um, He does a weird thing where he's like, ah, this fight will really loosen me up then spins his head around 360 degrees, like exorcist style. Mm -hmm. But he does like a cool pause that I really liked where he turns his head like 180 and it's backwards. And then you think maybe he's going to go back the same way, but he just like finishes the circle. Snaps it around all the way. Yeah. And that's Uh, it. That's how Jack dies. uh, Yeah. I mean, I was just about to say, like, I hope that like Jack's act, Actual jack bones don't have to like respect what's going on to his body at this point in time. Uh, Or he's going to be fucked. Yeah, that's going to be a real sore neck for a while. (laughs) For good. He'll be (laughs) in the ground. His neck will hurt for the rest of his life. Uh, There's shots of Jakku just just devastating these lizards. And you really feel for the little guys like they're trying to fight back as best they can. Mm-hmm. Like they knock him into a pool of water and they pull out like burning coals from the torches in this room and like blow fire out at him. Like they're just trying. They're really trying their best. There's it's only a, so much. Yeah, they they're, they're putting on a good show, too. Like they're they're really going for it. Um, yeah, this is kind of all they're made of and, and they're they're giving it everything they've got. But um, it does seem like these like attacks momentarily momentarily hurt. But uh, Jakku, as I will continue to call him, and Brendan, I know how much you love it. Yeah. uh, He regains the upper hand in this fight and uh, just wails on these lizards for a while, like really like sticking it to him. Yeah. Again, with the sword that's not supposed to be able to be wielded by evil to hurt innocents. (sighs) Although in this instance, it doesn't seem to be actually damaging these guys. It just kind of is pushing them away. Right. It's not doing like any cutting damage. Yeah, none of them bleed. None of them look like they're cut at all. They just kind of get thrown away from the sword. Like knocked out cold and stuff like that. I'm not sure if that's just like uh, because it's a kid's show and these are clearly not robots or if that is respecting the rules of the sword. I, I would like to believe it's respecting the rules of the sword, but is I it going to help you feel better about the rule breaking that we're doing here? It, it a little bit, but I don't think that's what they were doing. So I can't really don't you, buy it. You fucking cop. You don't want to break <laughs> the rules a little bit. No. Well, fucking they established this rule. I didn't like it when they established narc. it. And now they're breaking it. Pick a fucking lane. <laughs> They've, uh, yeah, they're, they've swerved into a different lane on this episode, Brendan, and we've got to go along for the ride. It drives me crazy. I love this episode. Don't get me wrong. Fantastic episode. But it drives me crazy 
the way that they established that rule out of nowhere and now they're just flaunting it. I know. I really hate that too. Like they don't, yeah, they don't want to commit to the world that they created conveniently to like find their way out of like dire situations. Yeah. And now like it's a different dire situation and the rules yeah, are just completely different. How do we get ourselves out of this corner? We wrote ourselves into, we ripped down the walls. <laughs> <laughs> there are no corners where we're going, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a little infuriating. Um, there's a, the room is just full of unconscious lizards and, uh, Jakku leaps up to the portal to smash it. He's about to bring the sword down, but he hesitates and is frozen. And the camera kind of pans across his face from the Aku half over to that tiny sliver of Jack's remaining form. Uh, Like, it seems like he's trying to hold on and prevent himself from, like, doing something that can't be undone. Uh, And he sheds another single tear because he knows that, like, he is completely powerless. Like he's just, there's no way he's going to regain control in this situation. Mm-hmm. It's very, very sad. Um, and sure enough, he brings that sword down and cuts this portal straight in half. Um, Jakku in Aku's voice is celebrating. And uh, that master lizard levitates up behind him, holding like a little glass vial and tosses it into his face and surrounds him with a blue fog, and uh, he slowly collapses to the ground and reaches his craggly black hand out to grab the lizard in front of him. And uh, we're looking at the jack half of his face, with which like very meagerly looks up at the lizard, and in Jack's voice he says, "Forgive me," and he passes out. Um. So at least like Jack has like some awareness, like how bad he fucked up which is almost more horrifying yeah that he's like he's along for the ride he's awake for like these atrocities that he is doing yeah yeah no good um yeah he completely passes out and uh in his subconscious we have a brief vision of jack's dad that tells jack to be strong and uh, it cuts to jack who is like strung up over a pool of water, like sweating out this sickness. Mm-hmm. The lizards seem to be performing some sort of ritual, and uh, most of the Aku form has vanished from his body, but he's still covered in black sp- splotches. Yeah, it's much less than it was a moment ago, but uh, still very clearly there. Still very present, still very painful, because Jack is, like, barely able to, like, even lift up his head to kind of take in his surroundings. Um, The lizard tells Jack that uh, Aku has infected him. Surprise. (laughs) In case he hadn't figured it out by now. If you didn't know, if you hadn't heard the episode title, uh, Aku has infected you and uh, is trying to conquer Jack's mind and spirit And uh, yeah, Jack can like barely even like pay attention and lift up his head to start like begging this lizard to save his life. Like Jack is so vulnerable in this moment in a way that he's like never been on this show. Mm -hmm. That lizard says to Jack like, hey, you know, we've slowed down this sickness, but we can't fully stop it. 
and uh, actually says to Jack, um, the pure evil that's inside of you can only be purged by the light of good that comes from within you. So, Brendan, here we fucking go again with all this. Yeah, I know. Please give me <laughs> give me a fucking break. Um, oy I don't actually, I, I, I actually don't hate kind of where they go with it from here, but no, I'm like, I, oh. I, I love this next scene. <laughs> I like it a lot. Are you kidding me with this shit? <laughs> it's just Can't another spiel about good and light and friendship. And there is no righteousness. Righteousness is not a virtue anyone has in this world. <laughs> uh, Jack's got to purge this evil by using his own human spirit. I don't know, whatever. Um, he's still too weak to do that, though, and he says that he can't fight it. And the lizard says, you know, Jack, you really are the only one who can stop this. And uh, Jack looks up at him and tries to, like, spit out the words to respond. But the camera spins around to the other other side of Jack's face, which has gone back to full Aku form. Um. And in Aku's voice, he yells at the lizard, calling him a uh, worthless, wrinkled grub is one of the insults he throws at him. It's a good one. Uh, He got him. And and he tells him that he's going to eat him for dinner. (laughs) Just rough. Got him. Fuck, man. Does Aku eat? Well, we've seen him eating a sandwich. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He does. But that I... I think at the time we theorized that could have been for promotional purposes. Yeah. Like that could have been Aku branded sandwich. He could just eat for fun. Like, he, I don't think he needs to. This is what people do. I'm yeah. not people. He's like, food but- is good. Mm. <laughs> I don't need this, but it tastes good. It's like when a skeleton eats like a something in a cartoon <laughs> and then it falls out of their rib cage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't need it. But yeah, it's this is what people do. <laughs> um. Yeah, he continues to prattle on with these insults, and um, there's a shot of his whole body as that blackness starts to spread again, and it covers, this time it covers his entire face um, and starts creeping its way up his limbs into his chest and seems to now completely overtake Jack's body, and the screen like completely fades to black as that blackness spreads. Mm -hmm. So, like, this seems... Very much like the end, yeah. Kind of, and like, n- not like that. It, that it is the end, but it, this does feel like the rest of this episode or the rest of this sequence, at least, feels very like. I want to use the word end game, but not in the Marvel sense. But like, you know what I mean. Like, this feels know, like yeah. it's like a culmination of everything that's happened up to this point. This feels like they're building towards like the the climax of the show. Uh, And I I don't know if they did know that this was the final season at the time of making it or I don't think so based on stuff that I've read. But like they could have known very much that like some kind of writing was on the wall. So like, yeah, so they they, like it feels like they're starting to kind of wrap things up. There's a lot of stuff they do in this scene specifically that it like calls back to old episodes and really tries to like bring it all together in a big way. Uh, And I think it really works. Um, <laughs> uh, Brandon, I don't want to say anything, but like I am betraying myself if I don't say that like er- everything that I just said was bullshit because the last episode of this season is very much a s- episode where they clearly did not know that this was it's, the end. It's of another Samurai typical Jack. Samurai Jack season finale. 
You're going to find out, my man. If it was, if it had been the series finale of Samurai Jack, which it was for what, like 15 years or something. A long fucking time, yeah. That would have been insane. And I think people thought it was insane that that was the way that it was. So like, thank God they at least picked it back up. Yeah, but maybe they felt like maybe it was the intention was always five seasons. Like maybe they just finally got to do this fifth season. Like, I don't know, this, this episode really feels to me like they're starting to wrap things up. Yeah, that's fair. This does kind of feel like this exact moment, just like you said, does feel like some kind of breaking point, Mm -hmm. Um, which is really interesting. Brendan, how many endings were there of Futurama? Uh, There's the Devil's Hands are Idle Playthings, and then there were the movies. Uh, There was Bender's Big Score, Bender's Game, and The Beast with a Billion Backs, and Into the Wild Green Yonder. The Wild Green Yonder, I think, would would be considered an ending. Uh, which transitioned directly into them moving over to Cartoon Network. And then Cartoon Network had two seasons. And I think the episode where Fry gets in the time machine that goes forward in time only uh, was one of the season finales or was the finale of the original run on Cartoon Network. Uh, Now they're bringing it back again. (laughs) So without John DiMaggio too, unless they settled that. Okay. They settled. Oh, yeah. They settled that. Yeah. Um, Uh, So I think I want to say four, four currently. Just goes to show there is no such thing as an ending in this world that we live in where <laughs> nothing can die. I still think that uh, the devil's hands are idle playthings is the best ending for Futurama and they should have never brought it back. Is that the one where he is like smart or something and plays the flute? Yeah, he gets he literally has the devil, the robot devil's hands and he oh, writes okay, an okay, opera okay. for Leela and they end up together at the very end of it. Uh, that was an incredibly beautiful ending if that had been the ending. And, and it, for, it for a while, it was the ending uh, for yeah. a good few years. But then they had to keep going. <laughs> Got to make that money. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, this to get back to the show, we've we've faded to black in this moment where Jack has been completely overtaken by Aku. Um And we can hear Jack's voice speaking in this black space about how he can't fight off this infection alone. He can't do it by himself. He's not strong enough, Um, which is kind of like a big turn for him because, like, there is no person who is more alone in this world than Samurai Jack. Yeah. Um, He has, you know, made some friends along the way, but, like, he is literally, like ripped from his homeland into like the most foreign situation possible. And like goes, he's like the wandering samurai who has no home and like has no connections to anything. So like him, even in this moment being like, I can't do this by myself is like really powerful messaging from him. Yeah. It's, it's really good. I I really love this. Um, the camera zooms in in this white uh, on this little white speck that is in this black space that turns out to be young Jack, who is cowering in fear. And uh, young Jack looks up, and again we have visions of Jack's parents who arrive in this space, and they speak directly to him. Cannot do it alone. You are not alone, my son. We are always with you. Here. Here, in your heart. 
the place we will make our stand against this evil. But I was not there for you. Nonsense. Aku's victories are not your failures. The struggle against Aku is arduous, and none have fought more bravely than you, my son. And his father, like, very quickly, like, tosses that idea aside, being like, you have done, like, everything that you can. Uh, Like, Aku, as I warned you, like, in the very first episode of this show, (laughs) like, Aku's trickery knows no bounds like he will do anything he can to tear you down like this is just the fight that you have found yourself in so like mm-hmm. get used to it my man god damn it's it's really good <laughs> he says what does he say aku's victories are not your failures yeah i think is the line he uses and god damn it's good i know it's such a good line even Jack's not real dad, like being here in his heart, still has like some dope ass shit to yeah. say. What a champ. What a cool dad. <laughs> um, Jack's mother. Yeah, she's here, too. And she reminds Jack of his own victories that he has earned and the people that he's protected along the way. And yeah. Brendan, I love it. <laughs> the show does something interesting that we don't really get ever. Oh, it's which are so good. Actual callbacks to episodes of Samurai Jack that we have actually watched. Yeah, I think there's one character that shows up in here that I yeah, well, recognize. Well, I, I, I will mention that to you in a minute, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, before we get to that, though, some fucking JPEGs flash across the screen. Yeah. Some JPEGs soar into this black space. And uh, we start to see some friends that we've made along the way. And Brendan, and I have a list for you. Let's 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 see who we have. Uh, the archaeologist dogs from yep. the opening movie are here. Yep, from episodes one through th- or two through three. Yep, uh, the Woolies are here from, from Jack the Woolies four. and Critchelites. Yeah. That's right. So so far, <laughs> it's four episodes in. <laughs> The Triceroquins are here from Jack Under the Sea. Which is episode eight, I want to say. I think it's eight. That sounds right. I'm kind of guessing at this point. (laughs) The Colorful Teenagers and the Innkeeper from Jack and the Rave are here. Which was season two of last, or episode two of last season, I believe. Yep, that also sounds right. And uh, the monkey man and his monkey tribe from Jack learns to jump good. Are Which also is episode here. one of season two. Yes, that is correct. Well done, my boy. I got it. I remember <laughs> things. Brendan, as these JPEGs soar into the <laughs> screen, um, it's really interesting because they each become a row of bricks in this big white wall that's mm-hmm. building in the space. And uh, Jack's parents kind of describe them each as having sent their blessings to Jack. Like each of these groups of people that he knows have sent a blessing, which his father describes as each blessing being a stone to fortify this land. And the camera pans up the, the, the rows of stone walls to see this gigantic, tall, white castle that's would been you built say, in this black space. Would you say that all in all... They're just another brick in the wall. Uh, I would never say such a stupid thing. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing else for that. It's <laughs> okay. Uh, Brendan, you did better than I did. I didn't. I was, I'm, I'm proud of you. 
Um, so like all of these people that he's helped have like sent blessings and are always with Jack in his heart, building up the castle like of his self. And like Jack says to him, like, yeah, your is his dad says your castle is strong because of like all of these rows that you have earned by helping these people along the way. The messaging is very good. It's so good. This whole I I'm I I I can't talk about it enough how much I love this whole sequence. There's a panoramic shot of more of Jack's allies that are lined up in the Marvel Ultimate Alliance character select (laughs) screen. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Did you write them all down? I hope you did. Oh, of course I did, Brendan. I thought you might have. This is going to be a long episode. We're doing it. Um, the uh, Aside from the characters we already just mentioned, um, there is the Spartan King is yep. here. Uh, the annoying creature. Mm-hmm. Xtor, the scientist from Jack and the Ultra Robots. Yep. Our good friend from back in the day. Um, one of those astronauts from Jack in Space is here. <laughs> yep. The very nerdy one, I believe it is. Yep, the, the SpongeBob one. Tom Kenny. Um, yes. Uh, perhaps on purpose because he's also in this episode. So Could that be, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the Viking from Jack and the Lava Monster in yep. his human Viking form. <laughs> yep. Surrounded by bitches. <laughs> uh, the fairy that Jack freed in uh, Jack Tales, our least one, favorite episode of the show. That one was show. the most surprising one to me. I was like, so that happened. That wasn't. <laughs> Yeah, those were that was those were real stories. Well, but how did he get out of the the snake monster then that swallowed him? I assumed that all of those were non-canon stories. Probably some kind of sword-based solution. <laughs> I guess willing so, to yeah. buy that. Seems fair. Um, the uh uh there's actually a couple of interesting characters in here. Well, Brendan, of course, his uh, old instructor uh Robin Hood Mm-hmm. is here in the scene with him, which looks like a new character model of Robin Hood. They didn't just like copy paste and oh, kind of so? like redrew it kind of, it looked like that to me, but I could be wrong. It looked kind of like updated maybe. It, a little yeah. Bit. Maybe a bit. It didn't stand out to me as being too different, but yeah. I could see them doing I, something like that. I could be misremembering. Um, also in the space, another one of his former instructors, uh, the staff fighting instructor from Africa that we yep. saw in the opening montage as well. Yeah. Um, one of the weirder ones is there is a little little hooded hamster creature, which, if you remember, was part of the civilization that he saved at the very beginning of Jack Remembers the Past when he was riding around on those crickets fighting like the oh, British yeah. naval officer robot cats. Yeah, yeah, that's right. One yep, of those I, little hamsters is there. I didn't remember that guy. Yeah. But now I do. Yep. Um, of course, last in the lineup is uh, the Scotsman who's got a big toothy smile on his face. We linger on him for a while. How could you not? Did you see the guy behind the Scotsman? So there's a couple characters in the scene that we don't know. There's like um, a there's like an alien behind the Scotsman with like a an elephant trunk doing like peace signs up in the air. It's like a big green guy. I think yeah. maybe he is. What the fuck yeah. was that? <laughs> there's yeah, a, like a couple weird aliens. Um, there's someone who looks like evil Knievel that's like in the scene. <laughs> there's also, this is one of the weirder things is there's a little blonde boy that's in this scene. Okay. I'm glad you pointed that out. Cause I was like, he's so prominently featured in this scene that he must be something that I'm just forgetting. 
I wouldn't blame you for forgetting, Brendan, but would you believe me if I told you that the little blonde boy was in this same episode of Samurai Jack? He's one of the two children that cower in fear as Jack walks into that city. Why is he included in I the, don't the people know. that Jack helped then? All Jack He's did was murder that poor innocent robot. Certainly not one of Jack's allies. If anything, <laughs> he's an enemy. Yeah, that's wild. I I didn't understand it at first. And then like I watched the episode again and I went, wait, 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 hold, wait a minute. And yeah, it's it is that same character. I don't know why they did that. Weird. That's very weird. He should not be included in those ranks, I don't think. The whole thing of like a couple characters being in here really confused me because it did make me think like maybe these episodes are like out of sequence where like maybe some of the characters that are in this space with him are characters that we're going to see in other episodes of season four. Mm -hmm. So like maybe they made that after they made those but released this episode before then. Um, yeah, but then the whole thing with like the little blonde boy kind of like throws that out the window for me where like they might have just wanted to put a couple extra character models. They didn't have enough really to fill the out. whole roster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they wanted to make that smash ultimate panoramic shot. And yeah, uh, he's, they a, just... he's an echo fighter. <laughs> um, that's everyone who's here with Jack and his heart. Um, we've been talking about it for a long time, but like it is like a really interesting significant well done moment so like i don't it des- it deserves the amount of oh yeah yeah it, it was sure. it was a big deal i was uh, amazed when when it started happening i was like holy shit we're really doing this right now yeah they went for it <laughs> yeah. like they they don't do that very much on this show if ever no they did the damn thing uh and i loved it i did too it was really good like for some like other gripes that i have with this episode like this was like one of like the standout sequences that we've Mm -hmm. had on the show in like such a long time it was very cool um young jack is in this space and he reaches into his gi and he pulls out a bow and a heart-shaped arrow and he climbs up the steps of this stone castle and fires that arrow out into the darkness and it explodes And a beam of light shoots down into the darkness and the camera pans over the stone wall and we can see that it's now wrapped around Jack like a suit of samurai armor, Um, which is like really, really cool. Like Jack's own. Yeah, like this, this castle of his heart is now like protecting him against the evil that has also found its way into his body. And so like, like I said before, Brendan, like we talk a lot about the power of the human spirit coming from the good <laughs> within the heart of a warrior and the triumph of oh, Jesus human Christ. righteousness. Fucking we talk about hell. this bullshit that makes us roll our <laughs> eyes repeatedly, but this is by far the coolest application of that concept that we've ever had. Oh yeah. I, yes, it's very good. It's also the first time I think we've seen Jack uh, dressed up as a proper samurai. That, yeah, which perhaps. is a, another thing that makes it feel really like end of the show kind of thing for me. Like here he is. He's completed his his journey to become this master warrior. Right. Kind of taking that next step. Yeah. In like his own journey. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, I do think it's the first time we've ever seen him dressed in such a manner. We've seen yeah. his dad in some badass samurai armor. Yep. And we've seen um, Jack pilot a samurai armored robot, but 
that's well, not the same. We don't have to talk about that any longer. <laughs> um, yeah, it is very cool. The idea of, yeah, Jack's, the the friends Jack made along the way, like being here in his heart to protect him. That was all, yeah, very cool. Um, and Samurai Jack, he walks towards the beam of light in the space and he reaches out and grabs it and it turns into a big ass blade of light. Fuck yeah. And uh, he swings that bad boy around and tears through the darkness that's surrounding him here in his heart and uh, reveals more light as he keeps swinging. And some of the darkness starts to take shape as like little Aku demons that are like crying out in pain and also like laughing at him. Mm -hmm. Um, But Jack, with his big old lightsaber in his hands, he fucking cuts through them and like he's now taken back control of his own destiny. Hell yeah. Get him. Go get him, Jack. Uh, fucking stomp his ass. <laughs> um, yeah, Jack stares down the last of these demons and uh, brings that sword down through it. And immediately it's smash cuts to outside of Jack's body strung up uh, over the pools of water and the real physical world. And uh, the Aku shell casing around him blasts off of his body like shattered glass. Um, and the Aku spirit starts to protest, but Jack's face bursts out uh, from beneath his black shell, and he light- he lets out a mighty battle cry. And the pieces of Aku fall into the red pool below, which starts to bubble and hiss as uh, the last fragments of the Aku infection melt away and this is exactly how we're going to defeat the coronavirus it's a big pool of ivermectin <laughs> i was gonna make that joke earlier but <laughs> no it was good it was now actually really good i liked it a lot yeah no it was good i'm glad that you did it and uh we'll definitely keep that in the episode um <laughs> jack is cured he's good to go um <laughs> that was all it took uh, it was a fever dream inside his own body where fucking the monkey man shows up to help him build a castle. <laughs> That's all he needed all along. Uh, he's sitting in one of these pools of water and sipping some tea, and he apologizes to that master lizard, and he asks like how he could possibly ever forgive Jack for what he did to them and like their temple. And uh, the master's like, you know what? Don't even sweat it, Jack. Like, it's cool. Like, even though the portal was destroyed, the magical properties of that portal still exist. So we'll just be able to rebuild it in time. What? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You know, fucking whatever. Did it ever matter? Like, they could just build one? Does anything matter? It it has to be in this spot, though, I think, is the conceit of this this specific spot. <laughs> he told us and I don't know. <laughs> oh man, it's like that's the pro- that's the thing about this episode is like for every great segment that we just spent probably like a half hour talking about it's like this bullshit has to come in and like make me be like oh, <laughs> I got to find a way to struggle through this portion. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Uh, it, it is what it is. <laughs> it is exactly what it is. Um <laughs> The lizard says, uh, you know, Jack, actually, like, if you didn't fight off that infection, you would have fucking killed all of us. (laughs) So, you know what? 
thank you, buddy. Like, you're the hero here. Don't even <laughs> worry about it. Don't even trip, um, dog. Don't even trip, dog. They give him his sword back like they trust him that much. And they're like, you know what? All They'd say to him, all debts are paid. And of course, Jack says, uh, all but one. Uh, and it cuts back to those miners on the mountain who are arguing in their tent. Uh, and one of them says to the other one, hey, don't yell at me. I'm not the one who stole our gems and uh, walks outside of the tent and stops in stunned silence as he looks down at the sack of gems sitting before him and uh, opens up that sack. And it actually looks like there's more than just three gems in here now. It seems like Jack might have got a couple extra for them. For oh, the that's trouble. nice of him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was like, uh, what is it? Uh, interest on the yeah. loan that he took out from that. <laughs> it's a bit cowardly to not like just hand it to them, like knock on the tent and, and be like, hey, I stole your gem. Sorry about that. Well, it could be very easy for them to like make Jack suffer some sort of consequences here because they look up at a trail of square shaped footprints that lead off into the snowy mountains. So, you know, just follow those for a while. You'll see yeah. what he's up to. <coughs> I still think he should have said something. Probably should have. It was a cowardly move. He was a dog with his tail between his legs and uh, we'll <laughs> never forgive him for anything he did in this episode. Nope. Uh, and we won't have the chance to do it because, Brendan, that is the end of the episode. Watch out. It's like I just said, like there, there are conflicting things in here that like I love more than like anything else that's happened on the show. And then other things that I'm like, this is the same shit that I hate in my least favorite episode. So like, mm. I, I don't know. I, I want to hear how you feel about it. Cause I can tell you're like really hot on this episode and like, it oh, yeah. makes me feel yeah. good that you feel so good about it. So go ahead and tell me what you think. I think this is one of the best episodes in a while. Uh, well, not including like the, the birth of evil, but right uh, in terms of just like regular in-season episodes that aren't as special. I think this one did a lot more than a lot of other episodes towards like furthering the plot and really like developing Jack as a character. Uh, it did do quite a few things that I disagree with <laughs> that I wish it hadn't done. But I think that whole like dream sequence fever dream thing that Jack goes through towards the end uh, was was a great time. Really did a lot to like tie the whole show together in a way that I didn't expect that it would ever do. For like an episodic format kind of show, like all these random characters that you met that you might not have expected. Like, uh, so I don't know if any of those are the ones that I mentioned in Brendan's best bets. But if uh, <laughs> if I did mention them, uh, I would count that as a victory. Well uh, done. Yeah, <laughs> I just I thought this episode was really cool. Uh, I liked I liked everything about it in terms of what the premise of the episode was. I loved like Jack struggling with like Aku taking him over. When he's going through the town, I love that whole sequence of them like kind of arguing in the middle of the town after he brutally murdered that robot. Oh, yeah. And I really like the payoff for it. But it's the sword stuff that really bugged me. Yep. Yep. That's kind of like you you've summed up kind of exactly how I feel about it. Like the idea of like Jack having to literally fight off Aku like from within himself was like a really cool idea. Like kind of an obvious idea if you think about it, like this episode could have happened really oh, yeah. at any point. Um, but it did feel cool to do it now in what we consider to be like the ending phases of this show. Um, it was really well done, all of those portions. Um, and then like the ultimate solution of Jack having to like find it within himself to fight off this sickness within himself. Um, like that... 
I think they couldn't have done that any better. Yeah. Um, like that was like as good as they possibly could have done it. So like I, for those points, like I think this is a very strong episode, but like I just am frustrated by a lot of the things that like got us to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I got us that, yeah. to those got us to those milestones that like we needed to hit for this particular storyline. I don't buy that Aku would get a fucking cold like that doesn't compute with me at all. Um, and then just, yeah, all the the shit about like the magic portal, like none of that made any sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, rules of the sword. I don't know. It, the rules of the sword bother you more than they bother me, but like it, Hearing like your thoughts on it, I'm like, you know what, Brendan, you are absolutely right in this situation. And like, I can't, I can't stand for what they're doing with these rules. You can't just set it up and then disregard it when it's convenient. There has to be consistency. God damn it. I know. Uh, Still a great episode though. Yeah, I know. Just like the, yeah. Those those whole moments of like within Jack and like them finally giving us like some kind of callbacks, which is something they don't do on this show ever. Mm-hmm. Like they like to pretend that nothing has ever happened or like when they do callbacks in episodes, it's to like it's like callbacks to Jack's life where like Jack has been on some adventures doing some shit that we didn't see. Yeah, things and- that didn't happen in the show. Right. And Jack's like, oh, I remember this. I've been here. I've seen these people. It's like, well, we didn't. Oh, that's right. I forgot. The sword can only kill evil things. Uh, well, that, I mean, that, <laughs> yeah, that's a callback. All right. Fucking son of a bitch. Um, but it was cool that they did that. And yeah, so like, I don't know. It's it, it. This will be it will be interesting to see when we finish this season, like where this ranks on my list of episodes, because, yeah, there are like. Very high highs and then very just like bizarre, weird lows. So mm-hmm. we'll kind of we'll kind of see where it went. But um, that was some heavy shit there for a while. It was really cool. Yeah, it was really good. They did. It was like a great emotional scene. It was some some real like I don't want to say heavy dialogue because it wasn't heavy, but it was it was important, I think, is is a good word. For as much as we complain about them doing like overly weighty dialogue, it feels like they did like. Yeah, like kind of like substantial, like like almost like meaningful, like they yes, add, like yeah. they added a lot. There was a lot of words going on there, but it felt like they all actually meant something in a way it, that they don't matters. usually. Yeah, it, it it felt like it was building the the yeah. character of Jack and like the lore of this world in a way that most of the time they do these like dumps of like oh, bullshit, yeah. light, good, blah blah blah. Yes. Uh, this one felt like it, it actually had was uh, substantial in a way. They took that in a good direction in a yeah. way that they've never done. Yeah. Um, okay. That was uh, episode 43, the Aku infection. Um, an interesting one that has sparked some interesting dialogue. We've been recording for a long time, Brendan, but like there was mm-hmm. a lot to say about what happened here, yeah. So like, I don't feel bad about I that. was I was very excited watching this one. Uh, I was real excited to talk about it. And uh, how'd we do, man? I think we did a good job. It was a, <laughs> it was a good episode. It's a good one. I feel good about it. That was a good one. One that yeah, an episode that like when we were done with it, I really did want to talk about it. Like mm. it was one that I wanted to like hash out. So, yeah. Um, it's a cool feeling. Uh, I, I haven't, I don't think I've been excited about this excited about an episode in a little while. Good. 
that's good. I'm yeah. I'm glad that it hit so strongly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's in the top four of the season. All right. Um, <laughs> I told you I'm gonna keep doing it. You got you got six more of them. God, I can't wait for it to end. <laughs> uh, no emails this week, Brendan. Um, I did uh, want to uh, say to you though. Email. I know. The sad email song is the one that we don't like to hear on this show, but it creeps its way in every now and then. <laughs> um, people out there, you know, you heard me last week kind of railing against you people for uh, you not fucking people <laughs> for not kind of like finally shutting email superstar Joseph down like somebody steal the crown from him Uh <laughs> Or Joseph, uh, this is a message to you directly. Just fucking run with it, my man. Like you are the top dog right now. You can own the email spot on this show. Yeah. Um, it, it just imagine me holding out a crown to you, saying you dropped this king, because <laughs> that's what you are. <laughs> um, got to recap at gmail.com. Come for the crown, people. Um. Brendan, I did neglect to mention last week that there was a postscript to uh, Joseph's email where he suggested um, we've got, you know, a little ways to go here. But he had suggested uh, his 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 vote for what we do uh, next on the Gotta Recap podcast once we're all done with. You've been holding out on me, old man. Uh, I meant to mention it last week and it just completely slipped my mind, but I'm glad to have remembered it in this moment. Um, you fucking piece of shit. I don't know. I might, you know, I might not get too far into it, but it might've been about a show concerning a little bald boy with arrows pointed on his head. Oh, not interested. <laughs> no, thank you. you. All right. Give, appreciate, give, appreciate the thought, uh, Joseph. Give me, give me, you know what? No, don't give me this. Brendan, give Joseph this. <laughs> the, it's that show is at least a candidate. Ugh. Give me, give, come on, give it uh, to Joseph. I give it to him. I will consider it, but at this point, I've been so yeah, against that show yeah. for so long. It is part of my 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 character that I don't like that show. But that's kind of what makes it fun. You know, you can't love everything that you talk about on these shows. <laughs> Well, it's, uh, I don't know. It's uh, you know what? <laughs> this is all. This is all I'm asking of you, and this is all Joseph needs. I think. I'm sorry to put words in your mouth, Joseph. Email. It's got to recap at gmail.com. Just put it. Just put it on the list. I'll put it on the list, but with a caveat that if we do it, it's going to be more than one episode uh, per episode. Do you think that's a problem with me? I'm into <laughs> it. Uh, it's on the list. Uh, got a recap at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts on Samurai Jack, uh, Cartoon Network, uh, this podcast, what you might like us to do for our next podcast. Again, we have a little ways to go for that, but uh, all votes are welcome, especially if they concern little bald boys with arrows painted on their heads. Or if they concern just talking about video games. Brendan, you're already halfway there. Just paint the arrow on your head and then you'll really be feeling the spirit. Fuck you. <laughs> 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 at got a recap on social media is where you can follow us uh head there uh to see pictures of little bald boys with arrows on their heads once we start our new show um yeah one punch man to, where we draw uh, an arrow on his head in every frame i would never record a podcast episode about one punch man no, are you what crazy kind of fucking nerds would do that it'd be stupid 
I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't let anyone listen to it. We certainly wouldn't put it out on our Patreon that we'll set up after this is over. <laughs> Quiet, you. <laughs> uh, head to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Drop us a five star review and tell us how much you enjoy uh, shows about little bald boys with arrows on their heads. Uh, Brendan, the uh, the walls of your heart are strong. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I'm trying to connect back to what we've talked about here. I think the walls of my heart are probably really thin from like all of the red meat and alcohol intake. <laughs> I thought you were going to go there. <laughs> general laziness and sloth lifestyle. Probably, yeah. The wall, the, the walls of my heart could use a little strengthening. So I just got to make a couple friends, but hey, you know what? You're you're at the top of that that list, my my friend. Aw. You going to say something nice about me? I wasn't planning on it. Okay, we'll see everybody next week for episode 44 of Samurai Jack. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.